0: Is Tom Brady the legend of all legends in Boston sports? Stick around. You're about to be locked in to the Locked On Patriots podcast. You are Locked On Patriots, your daily New England Patriots podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello to all of you Foxborough faithful and thank you once again for making Locked On Patriots a daily part of your New England Patriots coverage and also your first listen every day. Remember, Locked On Patriots is free and available on all platforms including YouTube. So smash that subscribe button, download, subscribe to follow Locked On Patriots wherever you get your podcasts. I am your host, Mike DeBate. I cover your New England Patriots for Patriots Country of Sports Illustrated. Reach out to me. Let me know what's on your mind on Twitter at MDABATENFL. And while you're out there showing some love to the Twitterverse, please be sure to follow the Locked On Patriots account as well at LO underscore Patriots. Today's episode brought to you by our friends at Prize Picks Daily Fantasy Made Easy. Pick two to five players, and if they score more or less than their Prize Picks projection, you can win up to ten times your money on your entry. First-time users can receive a one hundred percent instant deposit match up to one hundred dollars with the promo code Locked On. That's PrizePicks.com promo code Locked On. That's fans, we've had a day to digest the retirement part two announcement from Tom Brady, obviously calling it a career on Wednesday morning via social media, capping a remarkable 23-year career that really, folks, the accomplishments and the accolades are just far too much to mention in one podcast. You name it, Brady's done it, and in my humble opinion, he's done it better than anyone else who's ever worn shoulder pads is truly the GOAT, in my opinion, and I know a lot of you feel the same way here in New England, but Tom's retirement is stirring up a lot of feelings amongst a lot of Patriots fans all over. Uh, Did the legacy get tarnished a little bit by his leaving New England, or did it get tarnished by a brief 40-day flirtation with retirement? Um, Some people are making the argument that that is indeed the case. Others believe wholeheartedly that his place was cemented long ago as the greatest of all time, and that nothing that the man can do, short of anything, you know, rash or drastic, (laughs) could ever change anyone's opinion on that. Again, I believe the man happened to be the greatest quarterback, the greatest player of all time, but there is a lot of wiggle room on that, and a lot of people will continue to debate that, but I think in New England, All of us here, whether it be members of the media, whether it be fans, whether it be teammates, people that have played with Tom, coached him, uh, the ownership, whatever, have a real interesting and very unique perspective on Tom Brady. And I'm very pleased today here on Locked On Patriots to be able to offer you the opinion of someone that I've admired for quite some time. Good friend and also a phenomenal columnist for The Athletic. You also know his amazing work from the Boston Herald for 24 years. Steve Buckley will join me in just a moment here on Locked On Patriots. And Buck has been around. He's seen it all, done it all. One of the great historians here in New England. And he's going to share with you his feelings on Tom Brady, his legacy, his place in Boston sports. He's even going to share with you an anecdote that I guarantee it was going to make you smile and make you laugh. And it's extremely fitting uh, for the type of question that Tom asked, uh, Steve. I think you'll really, really enjoy this one. So sit tight, folks. Buckley will be with me in just a moment. But before we get to that, uh, yesterday here on Locked On Patriots, the illustrious Claire, Clazy, Claire Cooper and I talked about Brady's place in Boston sports. We talked about his legacy on the field with the New England Patriots. but One thing I didn't get a chance to really process and really get a chance to think about was my favorite Tom Brady memory. Now that we know that he will be riding off into the proverbial sunset, we hope so, folks. We think so. I'm taking Tom at his word, and he says this is it. I truly do believe this is it, by the way. We all think of some of the great moments in history. Uh, Obviously, you can start with him coming in for Drew Bledsoe. Obviously, under very scary circumstances for Drew, that was a very scary injury. A lot of us watching at the time didn't realize how scary until after the game, until subsequent weeks after when we found out the real severity of Drew's injury. And also you can talk about the tuck rule. You can talk about the first championship. You can, you know, mention a lot of the different, the comeback in, you know, in uh, in Super Bowl 51. And, you know, all of those types of memories have an indelible mark on all of us as fans and you remember exactly where you were. You can pick it out. You can remember what you were doing, the superstitions you were following at the time, how you enjoyed watching some of the greatness unfold as Tom Brady quarterbacked the New England Patriots with Bill Belichick on the sidelines and some phenomenal teammates that he's played with throughout the years like Randy Moss and Rob Gronkowski and Julian Edelman. Uh, The list can go on and on there. as you can probably figure out, a lot of you, I'm sure, believe that Super Bowl 51 carries some of your favorite Tom Brady memories. It carries my favorite Tom Brady memory, but maybe for a different reason than some of you. I think some will share my my uh, my feelings on this. Some of you may be thinking more big picture in terms of the historic comeback, 28 to 3, 34 to 28, no question about it. If that's your memory, that's a good one, and I would definitely stick with it. But I remember February 5th, 2017 for a little bit of a different reason, and probably for, I would say, personal reasons as well. Um, Super Bowl 51, obviously, a big, huge moment for the New England Patriots, a big comeback against the Atlanta Falcons. Um, That type of euphoria, that historic victory, still celebrated to this day. You go to Gillette, you go anywhere in and around New England. Somebody is wearing a 28 to 3 or a 328 t shirt. Uh, they're waving the flag. They're doing all of that. And that type of game, that type of legacy doesn't go anywhere anytime soon. But I think a lot of us forget that it wasn't always possible. <laughs> even while we were watching that game, even up till halftime, some kept the faith, but the majority of Patriots fans. And no, I'm not going to mention any celebrity names that left at halftime. We can leave that to the imagination, but I will go there and say that a lot of us felt like chief Brody in Jaws. We're all looking at it. We're saying, you know what? You're going to need a bigger boat. You're going to need a bigger boat bill to win this one, but credit Tom Brady and credit Julian Edelman, uh, because I think in a lot of ways they believed and all of those guys in the locker room, equally believed that this was not only possible, but it was probable. And, Really got to give a lot of credit to Julian Edelman. That determination really taken center stage in the locker room at halftime. We all know the story about him going over, sitting next to Tom and saying, we're going to come back. We're going to come back from 21 to 3. We're going to win this thing, and it's going to be a hell of a story. And here we are years later, and we're still talking about that hell of a story. Edelman's catch, the catalyst to starting it. Huge sack in the backfield by by Dante Hightower. And, of course, Tom Brady orchestrating comeback drive after comeback drive. Danny Amendola, just all of that really, really absorbing and getting into the bloodstream of New England at the time. But the thing I'll always remember is Julian Edelman on the sideline looking at Tom Brady and saying, let's go win this thing. Let's win this thing for your mom, bro. Uh, and that hit home, that hit home to me because I lost my father in my late 20s, which is not a an age where you're at a crossroads, but it's also at an age where your dad is starting to become your equal instead of just your father. And anytime you can relate to someone either losing a parent, or you can relate to a situation that you've been in where you need to muster up strength in order to make sure that you make your parents proud or in order to take care of your parent or things of that nature, that has a motivation in a son or daughter that really does drive you to heroic things. And while I can't equate some of the heroics that people have shown in the face of either losing a parent or caring for a sick parent with something you see on a football field, doesn't truly seem fair to me. What Tom Brady did on that field that night was heroic because it was a situation where he refused to give up and he used his mother's determination. Galen had been battling cancer. Um, At the time, we did not know that that was the case. And Tom just mustered up that gumption. He mustered up that motivation to be able to not only play at a high level, but also come back. And this is a player that we always talked about who looks to the next one. Uh, And I point to that story again of Tom talking to the equipment manager uh, in um, Michigan who had all of these rings and Tom just, you know, asking him, what was your favorite one? He said, you know what, Tommy, the next one's my favorite one. Tom Brady never forgot that. He always looked to the next one and he was looking to the next one that night. I truly do believe that. But for the first time, maybe in the first time, I can't speak for Tom, but for one of the few times in his professional career, I can confidently say that. That next one didn't indicate an additional first down. It wasn't about a divisional victory. It wasn't even about getting a Super Bowl victory. It was more or less about leading his team, having that moment culminate in a victory that he wanted to have in honor of his mom. And that, to me, told me all I need to know about the legacy of Tom Brady. It was about the chance to, again, make his mother proud. That was the next one. and. It hit home for me because I try to believe that my dad's spirit is with me. And I try to believe that I make him proud just by being a decent person. I try to be. (laughs) But at the same time, um, Tom is doing it on a stage in front of a grand audience, the biggest audience in the world on Super Bowl Sunday. And that moment to me poignantly showcased Brady's emotional durability. All of a sudden, the guy who seemed too good to be true, the one that we would see in You know, 007 like mattress commercials, and you know, we see him dressed to the nines at certain openings and things of that nature. All of a sudden, Tom Brady became human, he became real. And that moment, I think, is where we can all identify with the man on the field. And that's the moment that I identified with most. That'll forever be my favorite Tom Brady memory. It wasn't even a memory where I had where I was able to cover a game or be able to see him in a post game press conference or, you know, put the microphone, you know, or watch as the microphone was put in his place in the, uh, the, the locker room. It was really about watching from afar and admiring what he was able to do on the field and the inspiration that that provided to me and the inspiration I'm sure provided to all of you who remember watching that game. So those moments, those motivational factors tend to be the most poignant for a professional athlete. And I think in that regard, Just another example of why I believe Tom Brady to be the greatest to ever play the game. Um, And that's something that I'm fairly confident and fairly – Secure. Insane. (laughs) So a tip of the cap, Tom. Thank you very much for all of your contributions and for really providing inspiration for all of us here in the world for so many years, whether you're members of the media, whether you're fans uh, or whether you're connected with the Patriots. um, Your life has been touched by Tom Brady. If that has been if the Patriots have been a part of your life for the last 20 years, Tom Brady is a big reason why. Um, And uh, we all thank him for that. And that's why we're dedicating today's show to him and what he brought to the table. So, folks, don't go anywhere because in just a moment, Steve Buckley of The Athletic, formerly of the Boston Herald, will come in and he will lend his wisdom and counsel on the Brady situation. And he'll also, again, give us an anecdote that I think you're really going to enjoy. Definitely do so and stick around because this episode of the Locked On Patriots podcast will continue in just a moment. But first, folks. Please remember that our friends over at Prize Picks are the sponsor of today's show. And let me give you a little example as to how daily fantasy made easy really works. You pick two to six players, and if they score more or less than their Prize Picks projection, you can win up to 25 times your money on any entry. There's no competing against other people, it's just you versus the projections available. And Prize Picks offers projections on any sport that you watch. This includes the NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, men's and women's college basketball, and so much more. The entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. That's right, folks. It's that easy, safe, fast withdrawals, and it's currently operational in over 30 states and in Canada. So download the PrizePix app or go to prizepix.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code locked on. And if you deposit $100, Price Picks will give you $100. If you deposit 50, Price Picks will give you 50. So don't forget to enter the promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. PrizePix.com. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. This year, the only app that you need at your Super Bowl party is FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Download FanDuel now so that you can bet on Super Bowl 57 with a no sweat first bet. You'll get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. FanDuel lets you bet on everything from the money line to the point spreads to who will score a touchdown. The FanDuel sports book is safe, secure, and super easy to use. Best of all, you can get paid your winnings instantly. So join FanDuel today at FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to claim your no-sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Patriots fans, I am honored to be joined today by a Boston sports media legend. He is a senior writer for The Athletic, covering Boston sports, Previously a sports columnist for the Boston Herald for nearly 24 years after spending time as the Boston columnist for the National Sports Daily and a contributor on ESPN2, Steve Buckley joins me today. And Steve, from one legendary uh, person to another, who better to speak to about Tom Brady's legacy here in New England? Uh, Of course, calling it a career, capping a 23-year NFL tenure, the likes of which really will not be seen again. Steve, you had a front row seat from start to finish for Brady's career, and in your column, brilliant column, by the way, on his retirement for the Athletic, you mentioned that Tom's retirement was simplistic, but spectacular. I'm going to let you have the floor, my friend. Give us a little uh, background and a little uh, explanation as to what you meant by that.
1: (laughs) Well, first of all, I would hardly thank you for inviting me uh, to come Anytime. number one. Number two, I would hardly call the... Press box at Gillette Stadium, in front row seat. Considering that we're way up the top, but, <laughs> but, but uh, yeah, from
0: personal experience, I can. That's, <laughs> that's
1: just a little, you know, sports writer whining. But <laughs> as far as the Brady announcement goes, uh, he, he he had this tremendous career, obviously. So I'm not going to say anything. I already know the six Super Bowls with the Patriots, another one with Tampa Bay, and I thought that if if, if there was the obligatory Guns a blazing clique lights live at 5 uh, <laughs> press conference, We'd all be screaming and shouting questions and there'd be a real clattering to it. And we would have been breaking down every word. He said the way football players break down tape, looking for a weak spot, looking for an in, looking for a way to say, well, maybe he didn't say so. I know he sort of retired a couple of years last time and then, and then came back, uh, however. I, I choose to believe, maybe to a fault, maybe I'm naive. I choose to believe this is for real, and it was short. It was succinct, as I wrote in the column in the Athletic. It looks as though his one of his kids did the, you know, did 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 this thing, <laughs> and um, you can hear the wind and the waves in the background, and it's. I think I, I, I think it was 53 seconds, and and um, and here we are talking about it. He goes out the winner. He goes out on his terms. He doesn't limp off into the sunset. He's not being mm-hmm. carried off. Um, he doesn't have any uh, goods. I mean, who knows what the next 30 years will show, you know, as we've learned with football players. But he's going out healthy and on top. I like that about that.
0: Yeah, I think all Patriots fans can agree with that. And really, I think all NFL fans, whether you love Tom Brady or whether you love to hate Tom Brady, uh, there is always, I think, an undercurrent of respect for most uh, NFL fans. And uh, we have a lot of listeners here, Steve, uh, hate listeners sometimes, I like to call them, uh, but constructive criticism, I think, is the best way to put it. Buffalo Bills fans, Miami Dolphins fans, New York Jets fans even, uh, you know, sending DMs to the Lockdown Patriots account saying uh, how much they respected him while he played and how much they're glad he's not coming back to the AFC East as well. Uh, we got a few of those mentions. But um Steve, you mentioned the brief flirtation that Tom had with retirement last year. And of course, uh, you know, there was always that undercurrent of, well, maybe he stayed one year too long at the dance. Maybe there was just a little bit left on the table for Tom in terms of what uh, he wanted to accomplish. Uh, When you look at something like that and making a statement and then 40 days later backtracking and saying, nope, I still got more to prove, do you think it tarnished or really – I guess tarnished is kind of a bad word to use, but do you think it maybe lessened his – legacy going off in that way then, as opposed to riding off into the sunset last year after nearly taking his team to another Super Bowl?
1: No, I don't think it doesn't. I mean, in the moment, it's, it's what we do. We are going to talk about Tom Brady's retirement. And if, if you tune into any program, if you go to any website, we've already got seven pieces in the athletic on this. And we're going mm-hmm. to touch on every aspect of Brady's career because it's in the moment. Right. But what happens is, is time goes on. The discussion always, 100% of the time, tend, becomes celebratory. And mm-hmm. you look at Willie Mays. Now, I know that every once in a while there'll be somebody, Willie has sort of become the guy that you talk about when you talk about a guy who played too soon because he was clearly past his prime when he was with the New York Mets. Mm-hmm. Um, I get that. but But who does that? People my age and older, the, the, and on the whole vast configuration of things, people who look at Willie Mays are going to look at one of the greatest 5 2 players in baseball history. Home runs, batting average, defense, everything, uh, the arm, the great catch he made off of Vic Wertz in the 54 World Series. <laughs> and no no one's going to focus on the fact that he was old and slow at the end. Uh, another example, I mean, is it just popping into my head. So Johnny Damon leaves the Red Sox after the 05 season. He signs with another team, comes back as a Yankee, comes back with different teams, gets booed off the field. Boo, you know. Um <laughs> and I, and it's not my spot to tell fans. They buy their tickets, they can boo whoever right. they choose to boo. And I have very I've always been very adamant about that. Uh it bothered me a little bit in Damon's case because he always played in pain. He was always very available for autographs. He was a a, a pretty charming guy, but they booed him. So he comes back now, and, you know, he was just at one of the casinos that opened up the other day here in Boston, and mm-hmm. everyone loves him. He's big, fun-loving. He's the idiot from the 4 <laughs> Red Sox. Tom, uh, Roger Clemens left the Red Sox to sign with the Toronto Blue Jays, right. and they booed him when he came back. It was a late Saturday afternoon start, his first time back at Fenway, and they booed him off the field. I think he pitched seven or eight shutout innings, and then uh, they went to the bullpen, and they booed him as so he walked off the field. Uh, He comes back now, he throws batting practice, Um, he does a thing for the Jimmy Fund, which is the fundraising mechanism for the Dana-Farber Cancer Institute, as we all know, and he volunteers to, to pitch BP at Fenway, and they'll show him up in the monster seats or in the booth or in the legend suite, he gets a standing ovation, because over a period of years, the old wounds heal, and people look at the big picture. And they don't focus on – and it's going to be the same with Brady. They're not going to focus on Deflategate. That's part of the story. They're not going to focus on uh, the fact that he left the Patriots to go to Tampa Bay, though that's part of the story. Again, you sit back. You let the big picture play out in front of you. That's a long answer, isn't it?
0: (laughs) No, I think it's a very poignant answer. (laughs) thank you very much ladies and gentlemen very uh yeah (laughs) tip your waitress no all kidding aside i think you're absolutely spot on and really i think when it comes to legacy and it comes to a player that has meant as much to the nfl and as much to football and really when in essence steve as much as he's meant to the new england patriots i mean really bringing this organization to the forefront as to one of the more revered organizations in all of professional sports tom brady has been a centerpiece you mentioned bill belichick you mentioned Robert Kraft, and you mentioned Tom Brady and that holy trinity, that triumvirate that really has been uh, indelible in making their mark in this business in in this industry and in this sport for the New England Patriots. That kind of lends me very nicely into my next question for you. And really, I cannot think of a better person in all of Boston sports media to ask this question than you, my friend, because when you look at Brady's standing in the pantheon of Boston sports legends. Um, we talk about the Rushmore and, you know, Mount Rushmore and things of that nature. Ted Williams always comes up. You always, it is.
1: This has caused more bar fights over there. <laughs> it it's, really it's has. Such a, the, it, it, it's a topic that's really silly and really important at the same time. Right. Uh and, and there is, there is no correct answer. You can, I'm going to give you my answer and somebody's going, how could he leave out, you know, so-and-so, but <laughs> but continue. Go ahead.
0: No, I mean, and, and I was what I was going to say was I wasn't going to put you on the spot and ask you to name your Rushmore, but the names that come up. In that discussion, inevitably, Ted Williams, obviously, in the last few years, we've seen David Ortiz come into that uh, argument as well. We've seen Bobby Orr, we've seen Larry Bird, Bill Russell, uh, Red Arbok, uh, Bill Belichick. I mean, you've seen these names, Tom Brady, obviously, is always in that discussion as well. For a town that is so revered for having indelible sports icons such as boston has one of the few cities really that still has that type of legacy in all four of the major sports uh where do you believe that brady ranks in that pantheon
1: oh it's it's easy for me it's four guys that you could make an argument are the greatest in in the sports history uh maybe not the greatest but but in that top 10 Uh, It's Bobby Orr, Bill Russell, Ted Williams, and Tom Brady. Hmm. And he said, oh, where's David Ortiz? Because David Ortiz is not the best player in Red Sox history. He's the most important player in Red Sox history because Mm -hmm. he he changed the entire culture. They had never won a World Series, or not since 1918, uh, before he came along. And then he played in 04, 07, and 13. So so that's a, a pretty big hunk of significant history. But is David Ortiz one of the greatest players in baseball history? No, he's not. Ted Williams, yes, he is. Mm-hmm. Tom Brady, yes, he is. Bobby Yore, yes, he is. Bill Russell, maybe not one of the top one, two, three, but when you factor in 11 championships in 13 years and, and the way he he manhandled Will Chamberlain all those years, he's got to be on that list. Uh, mm-hmm. My apologies to to John Avlachek, to Bill Russell, to, to David Ortiz, to Pedro Martinez, to Roger Clemens, but... But yes, or Russell, Brady, and Teddy ballgame.
0: Yeah, without question, I think you're right on the money, and I but think a lot of people. Question, with- <laughs> because
1: someone who's listening to you thinks I'm nuts. How could you leave David Ortiz? On- well,
0: in my humble opinion, I'm going to say without yeah. question because I happen to agree with you spot on. But yeah, I think, and you know what? The be- the beauty of this argument, Stephen, I think you hit the nail right on the head. Is that it is subjective. Everybody wants to have an opinion. Everybody's entitled to one. And really, you can make an argument for so many great Boston sports legends that have come through and worn a Patriots uniform, a Sox uniform, a Bruins uniform, a Celtics uniform. Uh, They've all meant something individually to everyone that cheers them on. And they've all had their own legacy stamped in this town, in the city, and in this region throughout the entirety of New England, uh, because it really is a community here. And, uh, you know, we, uh, we, we celebrate one of our own today when it comes to Tom Brady because of that reason. And I think that leads me very nicely into what will be my final question for you today. And uh, I don't like to put my guests on the spot, but I'm going to. Um, You've covered obviously Tom for his entire career here in Boston. You've seen it all. You've been there for it all. Um, Take us home today with your favorite Tom Brady memory uh, in the last 23 seasons you've watched him grow.
1: (laughs) Well, I'm going to give you a goofy one because I mean, yeah, I can give you the tuck roll and the, you know, Taking them, not taking a knee against St. Louis and all that. Let me give you something that's really fun and and personal. Mm -hmm. Uh, There was a day uh, years ago when Brady was supposed to speak to the media at one o'clock in the interview room. And Stacey James came through and said, Hey, Brady, he's going to leave early. He's not talking. He'll talk tomorrow. So it was okay. So he's not going to speak at the podium. But the locker room was open. And it's understood that even if you see Brady, you can't talk to him because he's not talking today. So we all went in there. And, and then all of a sudden Brady's at his locker, and he calls me over. So I kind of went, no, no, no you're off limit and he, goes, hm. he calls me over. And I go up and he leans into me and he starts talking to me. and the other writers are like, what, what's, what's going on here? What's, what's he talking to Buckley about? Because I'm not Mr. I'm not one of the beat guys who's in there every day. I'm a you know lousy columnist and he's talking to me and talking to me. Finally he pats me in the back and I walk off. And Karen Garegan, I was working at Herald at the time, and Karen Garegan was up to me and said, you got something? And I said, I'll tell you outside. And uh, so I I step out in the hallway while everyone's wondering what's going on. And what he did was he called me over and he said, hey, you're a baseball guy. I want to go see Moneyball. And my wife doesn't want to see it because she thinks it's just a baseball movie. What do you think? And I said, oh, no, 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 tell her it's a, it, it's a, you know, Brad Pitt, he's got a, you know, he's the general manager of the Oakland A's, he's got a 13-year-old daughter, he's a single parent, he's divorced, and there's a subplot involving whether he should move, and because his daughter's out in the West Coast, I think your wife's going to love it. And Brady said, okay, great, thanks, and, and that was the story. And, uh, and so for like five minutes, I was Mr. Inside with Brady, and, uh, and it was all over the movie Moneyball. So, uh, if you're looking for something entirely offbeat that's got nothing to do with fantastic finishes and championships and all that, that's my story.
0: And that's a phenomenal story. You gotta that's love cool. it. I mean, and and really, better to ask. He knew the guy to go to. You are a baseball yeah. guy. You definitely know your stuff. And I'm a uh,
1: baseball nerd. He listened to the <laughs> radio enough to say, "Where is there a baseball nerd? Oh, there's one. Come on over here." Yes, exactly.
0: Yeah, and I think I think he gave a good assessment of uh, the movie Moneyball as well. I think he gave him yeah. some good advice. Pretty good, good flick. Loop. Yeah, I way. like it. yeah. <laughs> absolutely Steve what can I say I thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to enlighten all of us here on Lockdown Patriots from again someone that's had a front row seat and uh, yeah I've been in that press box I know what <laughs> you're meaning by press <laughs> <laughs> but a uh, a figurative uh, you know um, front row seat uh, for Tom Brady's career uh, again I really appreciate you coming on today uh, folks please definitely check out anything Steve does uh, on the, for the Athletic you can check him out on Twitter at Buck in Boston. Uh, before I let you go today, my friend, is there anything else uh, that you'd like to leave us with or uh, any uh, anything else that you uh, would like to uh, advise our listeners uh, to be aware of uh, that's coming down the pike from the great pen of Steve Buckley?
1: Pitchers and catches. Fort Myers, two weeks from today. I'll leave you with that
0: absolutely we can't do better than that folks check out our good friends over at Lock on Red Sox because they'll be covering everything with regard to pitches and catches coming up uh, and uh, after the season that the Patriots had I think a lot of people are going to be having a sharp eye on the Sox as well but maybe some optimism Steve we always live in hope here uh, that uh, you know Bill O'Brien can help resurrect the offense and maybe we can get back to some of the glory days but uh, until then uh, we'd love to have you back on and uh, we appreciate again you taking time out to enlighten us with Tom Brady and telling us a story folks you'll only hear here on locked on patriots steve thank you so much tonight.
1: anytime take care
0: patriots fans thank you once again for joining me here today on locked on patriots and making us a daily part of your new england patriots coverage we hope you've made us your first listen today and if you would have please make your second listen our good friends over at the locked on nfl podcast all of the news you need, everything regarding the Shield, not just Tom Brady's retirement, folks, but they've got East-West Shrine Bowl recaps, they've got Senior Bowl information, already taken a quick look at the draft, and, of course, Super Bowl 57 looming on the horizon. They cover it all, and they do it all. You'll definitely find them wherever you get your podcasts, so download, subscribe to, and follow. And while you're at it, we'd appreciate if you download, subscribe to, and follow Locked On Patriots wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, I am your host, Mike DeBate, and I thank you for joining me today. I also thank Steve Buckley of The Athletic for taking time out and sharing his wisdom and counsel and Brady anecdotes the way only he can. And, folks, don't forget, Locked On Patriots, once again, free and available on all platforms. So make sure to smash that subscribe button on YouTube and download wherever you get your podcasts. Until tomorrow, Foxborough faithful, stay safe, stay well, be the change you wish to see in the world.